Hi there, I'm reporter Lauren Chulgin, and you're listening to WBEZ's Curious City. It's where we answer your questions about Chicago, the region, and its people. Our area is marked with a large network of metro commuter rail lines, spreading from the city like thin fingers into distant suburbs. These metro lines connect people across the region for work and play. But metro lines also cut across roads and town centers, and all too often, that leads to accidents. Coming up, we look at how Metra investigates collisions involving pedestrians, and whether those investigations get the time and attention they deserve. WBEZ's Curious City podcast is supported by the Chicago Council on Global Affairs, hosting 150 public events each year that go behind the headlines. Hear directly from world leaders, policymakers, and international experts, and meet other curious Chicagoans. Learn more about upcoming events and membership at thechicagocouncil.org. Who is the ju- What is going to be When where, where do I Why is it How many What is the What <laughs> Welcome. You're listening to WBEZ's Curious City series. I'm reporter Lauren Chulgin. I'm tackling a curious city question that comes from a woman who wants to remain anonymous. It's partly because the story is personal. Earlier this year, a friend of hers was struck and killed by a metro train while riding her bike. Our question asker looked into details about her friend's death. After she found out how long trains sat after her friend was struck, she asked us about that. Here's her question. How can a thorough investigation of metro fatalities be performed when trains are up and running 90 minutes after a fatality? It's a bit of a loaded question. Our questioner wondered if 90 minutes is enough time to gather evidence. Well, later I'll have experts explain how these pedestrian death investigations work, and they'll address that 90 minutes figure directly. But before anything else, how often does Metro have to deal with pedestrian incidents? I find out from Professor Ian Savage of Northwestern University. Savage studied how many people died in pedestrian train collisions within the six-county Chicago metro area between 2004 and 2012. By the way, his research does not include CTA incidents. He says in that time period, on average, one pedestrian died by train every 10 days. The vast majority of these deaths, 82%, involved metro-owned tracks. You might think that's a lot, and you might also wonder how could people miss the dangers posed by a massive train? Savage says it's easier than you think. Perceptions of speed are very difficult because trains don't come by very often. We would never think about Jay walking across the interstate because there's a car every few seconds. Yet five, ten, half an hour where there's no activity on the train track. So you can always get sort of led into this sort of cognitive assumption that nothing's coming when something is. But of course, there's another thing to think about. Of all those train-related pedestrian deaths, almost half are suicides. And Savage says the percentage of suicides in Chicago that happen by train is around four times the national average. It's hard to understand the reasoning behind individual intentional deaths. But Savage says the frequency of suicides and other incidents likely has to do with the fact that our train lines and roads intersect so much. We are fairly flat around here. If you go out east, you find a lot more hills. And so therefore, because trains can't go up steep grades, you make embankments. And here in Chicago, we have very little natural grade separation. 
These pedestrian-related incidents mean more delays for Metro riders, and some of them are well aware of it. Take commuter Sean Rahm. I've been taking Metro for almost eight years now, and uh, I've, I've come across three accidents. One I've actually seen, one I was sitting in the front of the train, and it's, it's really bad. It's really bad that someone was hit by a train, but it can also, for some, be really bad to wait with up to 1,300 other passengers. Ram says the last time this happened to him, other riders weren't really concerned, more curious and frustrated by the train delay. Not a pleasant situation sitting in the train, certainly not something that people would feel sympathetic or sorry. Um, you know, I, I hate to say that, but it, it does happen that people will feel, where is your common sense? Why can't you look across before crossing the train? And, you know, unfortunately, it just turns out to be in a really negative effect. Metro officials have to strike a balance when it comes to pedestrian deaths. You've heard about it in Sean Rahm's train experience. On the one hand, Metro promises punctuality. There are signs on highways that read, we're on time, are you? Or you might remember TV ads. You're on Metro, the way to really fly. The Metropolitan Rail. But then, on the other hand, there's also a victim. And that victim's family deserves solid answers about his or her death. I can personally tell you when we investigate these incidents, when they happen, we take it personally because these are human lives. That's Hillary Konzel, the director of safety at Metra. He's the guy I talked to about how Metra investigates pedestrian collision deaths. Turns out Metra's not alone. It works with local police departments. And when it comes to the amount of time that these investigations take, Consul says that varies. There may be a train strike where we hit a pedestrian, and that pedestrian is, you know, they're fine. I mean, we've hit people where they've broken a leg or broken an arm, and we were up and moving in 20 minutes. And whether that delay is 20 minutes or 90 minutes, like our question asker wondered about, those involved say there's a lot of work to be done. Let me bring in Des Plaines Police Chief William Kushner. Well, normally we get the call first, and we will get it either from uh, people waiting for the train or someone driving past, and they'll call that someone was struck by a train or someone jumped in front of a train. And this is what happens in almost all cases. Metro service area is about the size of Connecticut, so the local municipality is more likely the first to arrive on scene. I'll have Kushner and Metro's console walk us through a typical investigation, starting with the very beginning, taking witness testimony. You know, sometimes it's, I can't believe I just saw that. Other times it's, oh my God, it was horrifying. Most of the time, Metro Police will take over the investigation. We can do it a little quicker because we have evidence technicians on scene 24 hours. And a lot of times local municipalities don't. Anytime you have a pedestrian struck by a train or a vehicle struck by a train, you want to, you, you don't know exactly what you've got. So you want to try and maintain it in as pristine condition as possible. And while they're conducting that investigation, those trains will unfortunately have to wait. If it's a morning event, we get the commuters that can't understand why we have to stop all the trains. You know, why do we have to stop the trains? Can't you just pick up the parts and go on and let us go? They don't realize that it's a, it's a very real hazard to the officers doing the investigation. And during that process, they call the coroner. The coroner has to come out and pronounce the remains. Because even though the individual may not have survived the encounter with the train, 
they're still a human being and there's a certain amount of dignity that needs to be afforded to their remains. Once that's complete and the investigation is complete, we'll work with the municipalities to open up the tracks as soon as possible. Okay, so that's about what happens each and every time a person is struck by a train that Metro operates or any other train that runs on a Metro-owned track. Now, let's think through our question about whether these investigations can be thorough before trains are back up and running. I asked many officers about this, both those you've heard from and some from other towns and cities, and they all say the same thing. Their primary objective every time a train strikes a passenger is to complete a thorough investigation. Metro spokesman Michael Gillis says most of the time they get complaints from commuters that it's actually taking too long. But Chief Kushner says even with that pressure, they can always be thorough. Absolutely, we can. Uh, We're aided quite a bit by the fact that most of the stations uh, where we do have incidents like this occur, or the grade crossings, are covered in some way, shape, manner, or form by surveillance cameras. So we do tend to have video available, which is always huge. I looked for evidence that Metro's pedestrian investigations have ever been taken to task. I turned up nothing with federal and state agencies, but I did find a recent report that detailed problems with Metro Police. However, that report did not mention problems with pedestrian investigations. So I take our question about timing and the thoroughness to transportation expert Joe Schwederman of DePaul University. He says it wouldn't be practical for Metro's pedestrian death investigations to take longer than they already do. Yeah, my view is that there's rarely a a complex investigation needed, that when somebody gets hit, uh, the reason that person got hit is important from uh, from a data standpoint. I mean, of course, for the family, it's an absolute travesty. But from an investigation standpoint, we need to know why people are getting hit and how we can fix the problems. But it's not like a crime scene where, you know, there's there's an assailant out there who we have to find and he may have left a clue behind. So there we have it. You've heard that these incidents happen often around the Chicago region, and you've learned how they're investigated and how that might not be as complex or time-consuming as some may think. But just to cover all my bases, I asked Metro's Hillary Consul one more thing. Was there anything he thought his team could do better in investigations? He starts answering the question, but then he turns to a cause of all this. People are not careful when they walk across the tracks. You know, for whatever reason, they don't really think about the dangers of violating those great crossing warning devices. Um, we've hit people with earbuds in their ears. I mean, we've hit people with their head down, texting on their telephones, you know, and while we're blowing the horn. And it, it, it gets frustrating because, you know, that could be your brother, my sister. Before we head out here, I want to convey something important that several experts brought up. When you're talking about a metro-related pedestrian death, you're often talking about a suicide. If you or anyone you know is having a hard time or showing any of the warning signs of suicide, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. We'll also have a link about those warning signs in our online story, 
which you can find at our website, wbez.org slash Curious City. Reporting for this story comes from me, Lauren Chulgen. Curious City is produced by Jennifer Brandell, WBEZ and AIR, with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism.